Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. The S&P and NASDAQ both are at records. The Dow pushing higher as well, up 88 points now on the Dow at 21,101. That's a gain of four-tenths of one percent. S&P at a record 24.18, up 13 points, a gain there of six-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 52, higher by nine-tenths of one percent to 62.15. A lot of the gains coming uh, because of optimism surrounding retail. Best Buy up today by 21.9 percent. The 10-year down 137 second with a yield there of 2.25%. Gold up 2.20 the ounce uh, to 12.55, up two-tenths of 1%. Crude oil tumbling 5.2%, talking about West Texas Intermediate Crude, now at 48.71, so back below $49. Brent is down 5%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master with Corey Johnson. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report. Here is Bloomberg's Catherine Cowdery. An ETF based on ideology is coming to the bond market. It's called the Inspire Corporate Bond Impact ETF and will hold roughly 250 investment-grade intermediate-term bonds. Bloomberg's Carolina Wilson says a creation of this ETF was motivated by the success of some earlier products. This company, Inspire, they already have these two equity religious ETFs out in the market, which are targeting companies that essentially have these so-called biblical values. Um, and apparently, you know, they, they've seen so much interest in this type of strategy in the equity market and, and with these stock names that they're, they're kind of bringing it over to fixed income. Wilson says Inspire evaluates securities based on what the firm sees as their alignment with biblical values. The methodology removes any company that participates in or supports certain activities, including abortion, gambling, alcohol, and the LGBT lifestyle. Inspire's equity funds have gathered about $60 million in assets since they were launched, making them among the most successful launches so far this year. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Messer and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. I'm too high, too high, but into the sky. Stevie Wonder thought it was too high back then. What would you think of today's valuations? He might not even care. Who knows? Marsh Ravis cares, though. He's the CEO of Intrepid <laughs> Capital. And uh, looks at value. He might care. He, Stevie might care a lot. He's got a lot to Stevie a lot might. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's been a while since he's had a platinum album. He might actually need what he's got. We only what we got. Mark Travis, uh, when you look at today's market uh, in valuations, what do you see and in, 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 in through which lens? Corey, it's hard to believe I've been in the industry 33 years. Um, it's gone by in a flash, but... Because you're 37, and that's really weird. But go on. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I, um, you know, when I look at the the Fang stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google slash Alphabet, it reminds me a, a hell of a lot of, of the late 90s, early 2000, where, you know, back then dot com was the rage, and everybody had crowded into the front end of, I would say, of the Nasdaq, and. Um, you know, if you look at these securities, they're up 30% year-to-date. They all trade for north of 20 to 30 times their EBITDA, pre-tax cash flow, relative to their enterprise value. And, um, you know, when, when the when, as uh, 
Led Zeppelin says, when the levee breaks, it's going to be interesting. You know, I um, I just think that it's it's very indicative of kind of a late stage bull market, and um, what you have, I think, is the kind of global uh, rate suppression let off by our central bank has um, has lulled investors to sleep with low volatility. And so the natural inclination is to, to go into something like the index. So we now have ETFs and index that care more about size than value, and it perpetuates itself uh, until it doesn't. And I, I liken it a little bit to some people, are, I'm old enough to also remember portfolio, man, portfolio insurance, which was sold by Wall Street in the mid to late 80s. And basically the idea there was we were going to sell futures against your portfolio in a falling market. And that, that came to an end in October of 87. So yeah. we've got all manner of ETF products, some of which are levered, long, levered, short, many of which you're already talking about one that's got corporate debt in it, which assumes there's always a bidder. And I just think that it's okay for people to sell. Well, so so the so the, the Zeppelin lyric, I think, is when the levy breaks, I'll have no place to stay. I mean, where right. do you stay right now in this market? What do you, with with that outlook? How do you, what do you do with your portfolio? Well, Corey, it depends on which of the six funds that we run in Intrepid, but various degrees of cash. In the Intrepid Capital Fund, where I'm the lead PM, that fund has always had over its life somewhere between ten and twenty percent in cash, and for the simple reason that I've tend to traffic in the illiquid parts of the capital markets, smaller cap equity, generally U.S., not always, as well as shorter duration high-yield debt. And in both those markets, when the, the, the bidders dry up or there's fear, you know, I, I joke, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. If you've got some cash, you can name your price. But I, I don't know what changes that. I can tell you again in 33 years, it's almost always a surprise. It's a currency revaluation. It's a merger that didn't happen, in, you know, in 1990 with United Airlines. It's a Thai bot currency. It's a Russian ruble currency. It's a it's a portfolio management insurance gone awry. It's an ETF in August of 15 that didn't price, and all of a sudden, you know, the Chinese currency revalues. So. It's it's something that lurks in the future, and I think we've we've um, we first initially pushed savers into the bond market, and now with the continued bond buying of the Fed, we've now got those same what used to be CD buyers in the equity market for income. As mm. I say under the acronym of TINA, there is no alternative. So I think those are what I regard weak holders. And there are also people that are likely older than I and have very little time to recoup a loss if they, in fact, have one of some significance. So, Mark, I want to talk, you know, we'd love to talk a little bit about some of the names that you're in right now. Um, your fund, uh, the Intrepid Capital Fund, four-star, Morningstar rated. You're beating about two-thirds of your peers over the past year. Um Talk to me about, is there any new names that you put into the portfolio? Or tell me about, um, like, Sintel. Is that something you've had for a while? No, that's actually new. Um, they, we, we've acquired that, Carol, in the last probably six months. They got mm-hmm. the street down from, like, $950 million to 900 and they lopped some uh, value off the business. Um, and um, for, for the simple reason, they have three large customers that make 50% of their revenue 
American Express, uh, State Street, and FedEx. And so it's a it's a they're entwined in a lot of these operations. But MX had kind of put a halt on um, external consulting uh, and trying to control their cost. You know, American Express lost uh, Costco as a customer, and so that's filtered down to Centel. But it's it's a very good business. Uh, we can show you on a discounted free cash flow how it's worth more than where it trades today. So that's a, a type of company we own uh, at this point. Um, how do you? Uh, well, just about thirty seconds left here. Do you think you're going to? You know, do you, do you? It sounds like you're you're ready to take advantage of opportunities, but not really preparing for nuclear winter here. You know, I think you have to be optimistic long term to be long only, Corey, which I am. I, I've mm-hmm. tried to deliver over a long period of time an equity return without the equity risk, which I've also done. And um, you have to be opportunistic, but you have to be objective. And um, I think right now, being very objective, I'll tell you, prices are not uh, particularly cheap. Uh, Mark Travis, uh, glad to get your, uh, your your view of these markets. Really helpful stuff. Mark Travis is CEO of Intrepid Capital. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's good to have that voice out there of of caution and reason. I'm all for it. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Corey Johnson and Carol Masser uh, coming up. We have to close the markets, and we're going to look at uh, how things ended up today and some interesting stock movers as well. This is Bloomberg.